For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Break out the booze, Alos, boys and girls. We have a first-team U.S. men's national team roster. 24 players selected by interim head coach Anthony Hudson to take on El Salvador and Grenada in the upcoming March CONCACAF Nations League window. Now, this roster is pretty strong. It's pretty interesting. It had some new faces. It has some veteran faces. It has some excitement, but it also has some intriguing things. And and I think it's time for us to break it down in this episode of the Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is the Yank Report, a show all about American soccer. If you're into that, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, stick around. We're going to hear about the goalkeepers on this roster after we hear a word from this week's sponsor. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So let's start out with the goalkeepers, and it is the three that we predicted in our prediction video. It is Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, and Ethan Horvath. Uh, the three keepers who saw a lot of the rotation throughout World Cup qualifying, Sean Johnson, who was a part of the World Cup squad, was not in the picture for this one. Uh, he is, I believe he's 33 years old at the time, and it's probably not going to s- s- be much of a factor in this upcoming cycle. On the other side of the spectrum, Gaga Salonita just recently arrived at Chelsea and is still kind of probably getting used to things over there. So it's understandable that he's not in this mix. It's going to be the first time we've seen Zach Steffen in a while. He was the presumed starter for most of the 2022 cycle, but he really hit a, a poor run of form right before the World Cup. He's back to playing regularly, uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he's at. I think Matt Turner is still the number one guy heading into this camp. At the fullback position, we got we got three out of four correct here. We got Serginho Dest, Anthony Robinson, Joe Scally, and the surprise inclusion Brian Reynolds. Now, Brian Reynolds is a bit of a surprise inclusion for me because he is a right back, and that means we have four fullbacks and three of them are right backs. I guess Joe Scally can play both sides, but Brian Reynolds is a right back, though since he's arrived in Belgium, he sort of started to bounce back. You're starting to see more and more headlines connecting Brian Reynolds to bigger and bigger squads. He's beginning to regain some of that momentum that he had whenever he first left FC Dallas and was one of the more prized targets for a lot of the bigger clubs in Italy. Uh, He is still a member of Roma. He is on loan in Belgium, but you're seeing transfer rumors connecting him all over the place. He's put together an exciting run of form over in Belgium. It'll be interesting to see what he looks like in this U.S. men's national team camp, if we see him there at all. This also sets up potentially seeing Tim Weah at left back. We'll get to that a little bit whenever we talk about the wingers, but Tim Weah has been playing a lot of left back for Lille in the last few months. Um, and maybe it's a position where we could see him potentially for the U.S. men's national team in the 2026 cycle, considering the amount of wingers that we now have. 
At the center back position, we got we got a few curveballs here. The four center backs called in were Martin McKenzie, Austin Trusty, Tim Ream, and Miles Robinson. Miles Robinson is the lone MLS player called into this camp. Now, on the face, I think there's a lot of people that'll be excited about that. But I think whenever you look at it, even if you look at my roster that I put together, I only had, I think, maybe four MLS guys, something like that. There's just not a lot in the picture. And if you consider that this was a 24-man roster and not the 26 that we've been calling in a lot lately since the COVID break, uh, this 24-man roster sets up for less players on the fringes, which is where a lot of these MLS guys were. So we're not seeing guys like Areola, Roldan, uh, Jordan Morris, uh, we're not seeing Jesus Ferreira at the striker position. Uh, we're not seeing Brandon Vasquez at the striker position. And we didn't see any of those midfielders that we thought we might see. Um, guys like Tim Tillman, Paxton Pomacall, uh, Eric Williamson, anybody like that. So a lot of this team is getting tougher and tougher to break into. And we might see fewer from fewer MLS players as we move forward. However, the MLS player that we did get was Miles Robinson, which is a bit of, su- of a surprise. That means that Walker Zimmerman, the guy who kind of became the de facto captain at, down the stretch for the U.S. men's national team, one of the, the leaders heading into the World Cup, is not a part of this group. Zimmerman did play very recently. He played on March 12th. So I'm not sure if it's an injury issue or what exactly is going on there, but he won't be a part of the squad. The man who is, is Miles Robinson, a player who himself is coming off of a pretty significant injury. So it's a bit of a surprise to see Miles Robinson including o- included over Walker Zimmerman. Not sure what's going on there. Mark McKenzie's another interesting one. He's a player that started off the 2022 cycle. He's a player that was thought to be one of the building blocks for the future, but kind of fell out of form and fell out of fashion. So he's back in the group now. Austin Trusty's a player that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, whenever he was in MLS, he wasn't seen as as an above-average center back, a player that really had much of a national team future. But he gets the surprise move to Arsenal, ends up in the championship, and has settled in nicely. It's going to be really exciting to see what Austin Trusty looks like for the U.S. men's national team. Tim Ream is back, and he's going to serve as probably the captain and the veteran presence in the locker room for this group. Other notable absences may include Cameron Carter-Vickers, who uh, presumably isn't hurt. He played on the uh, March 11th. John Brooks played on March 12th, uh, and Chris Richards. Uh, Chris Richards last played on February 18th. Uh, he did have an injury then, so it, apparently he is still out. Um, I, I haven't heard, seen a lot of information on that outside of uh, his coach after the game in February talking about um, he has an injury and we'll see what, what happens down the road. Apparently he's still not available. We'll move into the midfielders because it doesn't appear that we have defensive midfielders. A, a little bit of a surprise here. The midfielders include Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Luca Della Torre, Vernon Aronson, Johnny Cardoso, and Alan Sonora. Now, Tyler Adams probably was going to be a part of this group, but Leeds announced that he has a hamstring injury a few hours before this roster was announced, so he's going to miss out on the Leeds game this weekend and also uh, this this U.S. Men's National Team camp. Uh, no word on the severity of that injury, so we don't really know. Um, it's not unusual at all for players to, to come up with injuries right before international breaks to kind of take an extended break there. Uh, so hopefully it is uh, not a huge deal that's going to see Tyler miss a significant amount of time throughout the rest of the season because he's definitely going to be an important player for Leeds if they want to stay up in the Premier League. I think the interesting inclusions here would be Johnny Cardoso and Alan Sonora. 
Uh, Cardoso is a really interesting player coming out of the Brazil League. Um, a player that we've seen little bits and pieces of here and there, just never seemed quite ready for prime time, like a player that's still one for the future. Alan Sonora, I wasn't very impressed with in the January window, so I'm a bit surprised that he's called in here. That being said, I mean, judging players over two games uh, in a team that is just kind of thrown together and a bit disjointed under an interim coach is not really the way that we go about things here. So I think the real interesting thing here is going to be how does this midfield set up? I mean, throughout the World Cup and throughout the 2022 cycle, we saw the MMA midfield. We saw that 4-3-3 kind of dominate the way that U.S. played. Now, without Tyler Adams in this camp, um, is there going to be a lone defensive midfielder? It doesn't appear so. Kellen Acosta was not brought into this group, which is a bit of a surprise. So we're probably not going to see that lone six. It's looking more and more like it's going to be some type of double pivot. Uh, so curious how that sets up. And it makes sense considering some of the players who were brought in who aren't necessarily box-to-box -box type midfielders. Uh, they're more of those playmakers that can fit into that slot. I'm thinking particularly of Brendan Aronson and Alan Sonora and maybe Zendejas and Taylor Booth or Gio Reyna as we look further along the list. Uh, so will the U.S. be in more of a 4-2-3-1 shape or something like that? something with an advanced uh, playmaker type role in the center of the pitch, as opposed to the uh, more rigid 4-3-3 that we've been seeing. Uh, I think that the players selected kind of indicate that Anthony Hudson plans to go in that direction. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. At the winger position, this is probably where the spice is for this particular roster. We have Tim Weah, Taylor Booth, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, and Alejandro Zendejas, the freshly minted U.S. men's national team player. Excited to see him in the group. Excited to see Taylor Booth. I had a little bit of a question about whether or not he was going to be included uh, once it was announced that Zendejas was going to be uh, making his commitment to the national team. You start to look at the roster and it's like, man, where, where are you going to fit all these guys? But Taylor Booth does get included. Uh, so interested to see how he fits into the mix. Tim Weah, as we said before, has been playing a lot of left back. Is his future with the national team still um, as that right winger, or is it at the left back position, whenever you consider just the new faces that have come into this group and how exciting they could potentially be for us. Christian Pulisic comes back off of a long-term injury, um, so a little bit nervous about his inclusion in the group and about uh, where his fitness is right now. Gio Reyna, a huge surprise inclusion. I, well, I, I don't know if it's a surprise inclusion. He certainly has the talent to be in this group. It's just with everything that's happened for him, there was a, a bit of uncertainty about whether he would be included. And, and speaking of that, I think that uncertainty about whether or not Gio Reyna was going to be included was not necessarily a punishment towards Gio Reyna. It was more just an assessment of like, where is he at right now? How is he feeling about everything that's transpired? Does he necessarily want to be with the group right now? Would he rather kind of take a few days to himself during this window? Does he want to confront the team? Does he want to confront the media at this moment in time? Or would he rather sit that out? It looks like uh, Anthony Hudson made a trip to Germany to kind of check in on Gio and speak to him. And I'm assuming that after that conversation, it was decided that Gio would be fine to come into this group. Uh, so hopefully this is the, the first step towards 
kind of recovery and patching things up and getting the national team back to being um, the functioning, cohesive uh, go-getter group that we all know and love, right? It's it's never chaos, is it? At the striker position, there's only two strikers selected, which is a bit of a surprise. I thought that there would be three. There's traditionally been three ever since we switched to the 26-man rosters as opposed to the 23-man rosters. Then again, we have a 24-man roster here, and I can assume that it was probably a 25-man roster, but uh, Tyler Adams dropped out last minute and he didn't get replaced. Maybe there was 26 and some unnamed player just wasn't able to be a part of the group. I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating here. But the two strikers we get are Ricardo Pepe and Daryl DK, which is a really interesting group. The surprise here is no Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent was probably the most effective striker for the U.S. during the World Cup. Now, it should be said that Josh did miss some time with Norwich City and only very recently returned to the squad. Uh, So maybe this is a, a circumstance where... Uh, Josh and Norwich decided that he probably shouldn't be making the trip as he's not, uh, I guess, fully returned to Norwich. I don't know. I mean, he he returned to Norwich earlier this week. So I guess that's an understandable omission if that's actually what happened. Um, only speculating here. The return of Ricardo Pepe is really exciting uh, to see what he can do since he's been in the Aris Divisi. He did kind of run into a, uh, a poor run of form ahead of the World Cup. Uh, still a player that a lot of people wanted to see brought into the World Cup. But I think, I think now that that pressure's off, um, we get to see uh, a more free Ricardo Pepe, if that's possible. Um, I'm excited to see what he looks like in this camp. Excited to see who starts between Pepe and Daryl DK. Maybe they both get a game, but uh, the return of Daryl DK is really exciting, man. I mean, this guy's been out with injury for what seems like forever. I mean, there was a point in time where people thought that he was going to be the future striker for the U.S. men's national team, but injuries just ha- has prevented that in a major way. Now, he's back in the championship, and he's back scoring goals. Um, he's back to being his his massive, physical, imposing self. So we'll see if he can impose a little bit of that for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, it should be said that particularly in the Grenada game, we're probably going to be pretty effective with the ball and pretty effective on offense. So we might see a few goals go in that might not necessarily be an indication of how these players will perform against some of the better teams in the world. Something to keep in mind, a caveat to have in the back of the mind. But at the same time, you know, let's let's watch some exciting soccer. Let's see some goals go in the back of the net. Now, with those two players in, that means we don't see the English striker who has an American heritage that we're not going to name on this particular show because I don't want to say his name anymore because I don't want to be sad whenever he just doesn't commit to the U.S. and decides to go with England. Um, So just another point in time where he could have came check out the U.S. but opted not to. Um, I I don't know. I feel like that ship has sailed uh, whenever it comes to that particular striker. Uh, which means that we're going to have to settle with the six guys that we have in the mix who aren't particularly exciting at the moment. So that is the 24-man roster called in by interim manager Anthony Hudson to take on uh, Grenada and El Salvador in the upcoming Nations League window. Um, the, uh, it's an exciting roster. It's a fun roster. It's, it's good to see a lot of these players back, and I'm going to be excited for these games. I'm still a little bit frustrated just by the circumstances. I'm a little bit frustrated that... The only administrator in charge of U.S. soccer right now is Anthony Hudson. And as an interim manager, he's probably not going to get the U.S. men's national team job. So he's really um, auditioning for his next job, which means he's really incentivized to uh, put together the best players and the best performances that he can in this moment in time. And I don't know if that's necessarily 
the right thing at this moment in time. I wonder if we had um, a technical director and a, um, what is it, the GM in, in place that were looking more towards the future, or if we had an established manager that was going to be a part of the cycle through 2026, if we'd necessarily be bringing in these 18 players, particularly ones who were just back from injury or um, in intense relegation battles or, or whatever else the circumstances may be. I don't know. I don't know what the best case scenario is. I don't know what discussions have been made behind the scenes, but I don't like it whenever the systems are in place that aren't necessarily thinking about the long term, that are more incentivized to uh, to make things work in the short term. It just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense at this point in time. And it's frustrating that we're having to um, live through this period in, a, in American soccer as we wait around for just all these positions to be filled to where we can finally get a head coach or at least a GM or just some, somebody, anybody, anybody in these positions to where we can start looking forward to the future of the national team. Because no matter what happens in these games, no matter what system is played or, or what players do what, the new manager is going to come in and they're going to want to install their own system. They're going to want to see their own players. I mean, what impact this has in the long run is uh, debatable. So um, it's, it's just a, a little bit of a frustrating time in U.S. soccer that's kind of um, just just clouding everything that happens in these particular games. But at the same time, we got a first team American soccer team and it's going to be exciting to see these guys play. So what are your thoughts on the roster? What are your thoughts on some of the inclusions? What are your thoughts on the one single lone MLS player included in this group? Uh, thoughts on Gio Reyna coming back? How do you think that will line up? How do you think that everything is going to shake out over this window? Let me know in the comment section. If you want the Ink Important Podcast form, you can find it anywhere you get podcasts. Thank you guys for subscribing, for liking. If you really want to support the channel, you can become a member. Shout out to my tier two members, Manuel Alivarez, Matthew Doyle, Matthew Hanna, Michael Baker, Dan McVeigh, Mike Irish, Aaron M, 427 Motorsport LLC, and expats everywhere. Guys, thank you so much for watching. My name is Sam, and this is the Yank Report brought to you by Bet Online. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.